T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We've got ourselves a much-teased se- segment, much-teased episode today that we've been talking about basically since episode number one as an, a topic that we would do at some point in the podcast. Uh, we've gone through 60-some episodes in between because part of us was a little bit, uh, maybe not worried, but we didn't want to have this topic be too early in the podcast and be labeled like a ranter or something like that. Which I have to make sure I don't just do today. Um, that is the big key because Patrick uh, hates hates this topic well he loves this topic but he hates the topic of the topic (laughs) if that makes sense uh we're talking big beer today and we kind of alluded to it last week that it it was a natural lead-in last week's episode really the last couple of episodes with the couple of in the brews that we have done have been natural lead-ins to this topic we were avoiding it for certain reasons but we figure you've listened to us probably for 60 some episodes now you know who we are with beer we you know our opinions on it uh, our opinions on this topic are not going to change your opinions of us, hopefully. Um, and we're still going to try to be constructive. Well, I will be at least, <laughs> uh, one, a shot. one of us might not be very constructive, but, um, we're doing big beer today and we're going to do it in the framework that at least allows it to be a little bit less talking only, and at least have a little bit of a, of a side portion to it as well. We're going to do another let's experiment today. Uh, our second one of these and uh, I have purchased a couple of bottles of big beer owned Oregon or Northwest breweries. I have two Apocalypse IPAs from 10 Barrel. I have two Space Dusts from Elysian. And I have two, um, I believe it's from Hop Valley. Sounds about right. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to drink those, discuss the beers as well as discuss big beer and our opinions on that. Um, which you kind of probably already know if you've listened to us the entire time. You kind of already have a general idea, but we'll get a little bit more in depth with it on this episode. So we'll talk about that. That's coming up in a second. We also have another bit of news of another big brewery, not necessarily being bought by Big Beer, but um, kind of bought by kind big of bought beer. by Big Beer. So uh, we'll talk about that here in a second as well. You can find us all over the place. We are on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni. Uh, 1080thefan.com. Wherever you find us, shoot us a subscribe and a rate and a review and uh, just let us know what you think of the podcast. And then social media-wise, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us is the page for us. And then uh, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter and Patrick is on Instagram at PDD085. Um, before we get into all that, I at least have a quick week in beer. Uh, I teased this last week. I got my hands on the peanut butter cup, Big Bad Baptist. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about from this. From Epic Brewing. 
Boy, oh boy, was that delicious. Yeah, I was gonna I was curious how you thought of what you thought about that. If it if it lived up, if you hyped it up too much. I, I did not hype it up too <clears throat> much. I I saw peanut butter cup and said, I will love this beer. I knew I would. And when I read the label, it didn't use any peanut butter at all. Like right. it, it was peanuts and vanilla and cacao nibs, and that was it. And I was like, that's interesting. So they didn't really just like go full on like peanut butter flavor in this beer. Um which I think we've seen from some other ones, like the Belching Beaver peanut butter milk stout. Like, I think mm-hmm. that just has some, in some way, shape, or form, there's peanut butter in the process at some point. I think point. Wild Rides, Nut Crusher is the mm-hmm. same. Uh, this tasted <clears throat> just like a peanut butter cup, and it didn't use peanut butter. It just had peanuts in it. It was delicious. It was so good. All right. Um, it's the best Big Bad Baptist that I've had, which I, when I went to Denver last year, or actually earlier this year in February, um, I went to Epic, and they had four big bad baptists up there and i had it on a sample tray so i had to have all four from the source all really good and i've had this year's original big bad baptist and that was the only flavor i'd had until the peanut butter cup the peanut butter cup's the best one that that i've had from them that's awesome so it was really good Uh, i got to have another citrus liquor from bale breaker that was my second one the first one was on this podcast and i was able to have it uh i got a four and 20 from culmination which is back out which is my favorite beer from them my uh first true well, actually, my second true dark black IPA love. Uh, the first one is a now big beer, Sinister. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, th- uh, what else did I get? I got Chocolate Plague from Level, which was okay, uh, not my favorite. And then there was um, one more, which obviously really stands out in my head because I don't remember at all what it is. Oh, it was uh, Crux's, and it was really good. Crux's Mountain something or other. It was a hoppy red. Mm. And I was like, ooh, I like Crux a lot, and I like hoppy reds, and it was really good. So uh, I like that one a lot. So that was my weekend weekend in beer. That's what I had over the weekend. Quite tasty, quite enjoyable. Um, I'm like racking my brain because I'm not sure what I had, if I had anything that was cool. So I'm trying to sit here and think. I do know I've had a couple times now, because I kept going back for it, at Cerveza I had um, this... Single hop Chinook one-off IPA from Block 15 that I really enjoyed. In fact, I had it twice. Um, I checked out this IPA from Surly Brewing, which is in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep. I'd never had that before. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Surly's pretty good. I've been. I, I've. Not, I have not been there, but I've had Surly in Minnesota plenty. Um, and I'm actually going to Minnesota this weekend, so maybe I'll have a chance to. We're not going to be in Minneapolis, but maybe I'll see it on tap somewhere and have um, a chance yeah, to have or it, or at least in can somewhere. Or something. Um, I've I've enjoyed some of the beer that they've had. Yeah, Minneapolis has a good burgeoning craft beer scene. Nice. Well, it's an artsy town. So that makes sense. Like yeah. Good music scene. Yeah. Um, and then the big one that will blow your mind is I have been to Tulip Shop this week a couple times now, uh, which is a cool little tavern in North Portland <clears throat> on Killingsworth. Shout out to those guys. Um, they have a cloudburst hazy pale ale on draft right now that I thought I still think is absolutely fantastic. <gasps> Absolutely what? fantastic. I actually, I'm, I don't have the energy to be fake shocked right now. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that you like that beer a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I. It was funny. We were sitting down, and my buddy Todd got uh, what did he get? He got the IPA from I don't remember who the other brewery was. It is a Seattle brewery, um, but I can't remember what it was. And I was like, oh, I'll go with the Cloudburst, thinking it won't be hazy. That was a silly thought. For sure, hazy. <laughs> so was his. And I smelled his and was like, ooh, no, thank you. 
and I took a sip of mine and was like, oh, I think I really, really like this. And then he took a sip and was like, damn, I really wish I got that. Uh, and I've had probably like four pints of it by now, and it's it's fantastic. I find it interesting. It's a very, very good beer. You do this often. When you find one beer that you like, you don't stop drinking it. Oh. Um, you, you've been having Cuddle Puddle from your own slab town for like <laughs> three weeks, four weeks in a row without stopping. Yeah. Over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I love it. And I'm very different in that way where like I try really hard every week to have a different beer every week. And like the fact. Four and twenty again. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm getting a repeat beer. What am I doing?" And it's like, "Well, I haven't had it in a year, so I'd like to have this now, please, thank you." And uh, this is very different. I, I try really hard to do, do something different every single week, and you're like, "Nope, I like this over and over and over." Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Again, again. Yeah, more. Yeah, I want more. That's that. That tends to be how I go. Um, I mean, I've been drinking Wanderlust for like four years straight. Yeah. I don't stop drinking it. It's a little bit different when it's like, that's a main brand of a brewery that you go to all the time versus like, I went to this bottle shop and I'm getting the same beer on tap over and over. <laughs> Until even though, the keg is gone. Even though there's other beers and bottles that I could also have. Nope. No, 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 no. Same beer. Yeah, over this, and over. This beer, I just looked it up. I'm fairly, fairly positive. It is the far flung pale. Um, with New Zealand hops from Cloudburst. You do enjoy yourself the New Zealand hops. I do like them. Hops. I just I just thought this beer had great balance, had some nice residual bitterness, you know, the little things that I enjoy. Before we get into drinking some of the beers about uh, uh, from Big Beer that we'll be talking about, there is some news that came out this uh, week. It has been uh, sent to me, and I think you saw it or it was sent to you. A listener sent it to me. Thank you, Michael, for Michael Burkhardt, I believe it was, who sent this to me on Twitter. New Belgium... Uh, which I actually did not know was still independently owned. Um, Employee-owned. Employee-owned. Colorado. Big brewery. Big, big brewery. You've I seen believe, their fat tire amber all I, over the place, right? I believe they are the third largest craft brewery in America. And they're fat tire, right? Yes. That's them. The third largest independent craft brewery. Behind Boston Beer Company and... Sierra Nevada. Pale Ale. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> um, They... Well... <laughs> I don't know how else to put this. They sold, yeah, sort of, um, to Kirin in Japan. Mm-hmm. So if you've gone to sushi restaurants or Japanese restaurants, you know you'll see Sapporo and you'll see Kirin Ichiban and you'll see. Um, oh my God, there's another one that's a really, really big one that I'm going to forget off the top of my head right now. And uh, they sold to Kirin, which is interesting because it's it's big beer, but it's not big beer, right? Right. It's not Anheuser Busch. It's, it's kind of big. It's beer. not Miller Coors, right? Which are the two like, boo! Right. How dare you? And then you see this, and you're like, oh well, uh, <laughs> Kieran. Do they do anything else but Kieran Ichiban? Like, I guess so because they're buying New Belgium. But I, this is interesting. This is kind of different. They, it's a little different. I think. I think what's interesting is that because these companies are not based in America, we might look at them different. I mean, right. this is this is big beer. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're making Kirin Ichiban and Sapporo and things like that, like, they make a lot of beer. That's a lot, a lot of beer. I'm also looking up some other things that they own. Uh, they own 25% in Brooklyn Brewing. Mm-hmm. They also own um, the Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Northern New England, which means they own the company that bottles most of the Coca-Cola on the East Coast. Okay. So that's kind of a big deal. They own Four Roses Distillery, mm. which I think is kind of a big deal. Uh, San Miguel Brewery, which is, you know, another Asian brewery. Four uh, Roses makes good uh, whiskey. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, they they own a lot. 
Now, my my I think there. Nah, I'll save it because this is part of my question about uh, Big Beer when we get into the Let's Experiment portion. But it's interesting because you explained to me the reason why they sold is because they went 100% employee-owned stock options and then didn't have the money to pay out the employee stock options. That's what it sounds like. So they had to be purchased to get that money to pay their employees or else they'd go bankrupt. Yes. Because they had spent the money they were given, which was meant to be saved for these situations. Well, no, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say they spent the money. I would just say the, the business is probably not as profitable. Oh, okay. You know, in, in that sense that if they had to pay all these people out that they would go under just because that's a lot of money to pay out when you're like a $3 billion company. Right. That's a lot of money to pay out to people. So they, they, they sold less because they wanted to be they wanted to pay out, right? They wanted to be like, oh, well, look at all. I just want to leave and go live yeah, on an island somewhere. probably just needed to keep them afloat. So that that was also a, a reason why it feels different. They're not selling out. They sold out because they needed to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which um, is a little bit different. Surprising for a brewery of its size that they would have that kind of financial issue with this. But um, Well, I mean, think about the climate. You know, big beer climate and craft beer is not super awesome right now. I mean... White Claws, no laws. I mean, I think I think if you're, with the exception of, yeah, probably Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada, everyone else on that list, I'd be a little worried. I would think New Belgium was in that, but it, apparently not. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, they're not employee-owned anymore. Everybody got bought out, yeah. so everybody got a paycheck. So, congrats if you worked for New Belgium. Yeah. Um, but I think the just the climate of that large, mass-produced brewing is kind of kind of in jeopardy people like the local stuff people you know even if even if it's someone's gonna buy Deschutes even though that's a big brand before they buy Sierra Nevada right I was at New Seasons the other day just grabbing a few things and that's why I watched this woman just blindly walk into the beer beer aisle just almost muscle memory didn't even look just open the thing grabbed a six pack of fresh squeeze closed the door walked away wham bam boom didn't even look didn't even look this is what I like. Yep. Just this is this from Oregon. This is it. Yep. Bam. And I'm like standing there overwhelmed with how many choices there are. And she just grabbed, walked. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. I've seen that plenty of times too. <laughs> there's, there's some people don't experiment very much with beer. You find right. one that you like <clears throat> somebody. Yes. Sitting in front of me. Me. And you just, uh, you drink it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I like that. But uh, that could be a negative. I just if you just really want to get to know the beer. And then. Make love to it, and then marry it, yeah. and then divorce it at some point down the road, because you're kind of sick of it at that point. You're but like, then, well... But then you see it again, and you fall back in love. You don't fall back in love. You just kind of have a quick one-night stand, like, ooh, <laughs> this feels good. Now I feel terrible at myself, <laughs> because I I, I I like this other beer a lot that I've been drinking. I just went back. No. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't... I'm sorry, new, you know, delicious beer that I've been drinking, but... I just had to go back to this Cloudburst Hazy that I've had 30,000 times already. <laughs> I don't think I don't feel I don't feel guilty about going back to it. Not yet, you don't. No, I won't. <laughs> I never feel guilty about going back to anything. I'm going to have a cuddle puddle today when I get done. Of course, of course you are. <laughs> of course I'll be like, oh, this beer's good. <laughs> it is good. Um, all right, so that kind of leads us into our converse- conversation, our big, broad-ranging conversation about big beer, but we're going to do it in the form of Let's Experiment. Sitting in front of us, we have three... Formerly independently owned Northwest breweries. One of them, my former favorite brewery in the entire world. Uh, that have since been bought by Big Beer. I don't know when each of these three have been bought by Big Beer, but uh, it has happened. 
Uh, we have Hop Valley Citrus Mistress. We have Ten Barrels Apocalypse IPA and Elysian Space Dust IPA in front of us. Ten Barrel and Elysian are owned by Anheuser-Busch, AB InBev, and Hop Valley is owned by Miller Coors. So the idea behind this is similar to our previous one with Widmer, where we just tried some of the beers and just wanted to see if they tasted as if we remembered them. Uh, we found out that they were very old and oxidized and did not taste like we remembered them. Um, I'm not sure how these are going to be, but... Uh, yeah, we have six of them, so that hence all the popping from Patrick over there. Um, I'm not sure how these are going to taste, but I wanted to do this in a way where we weren't just talking. I wanted to also talk about the beers that were in front of us as well. Um, <laughs> the first one we've got is the Citrus Mistress. The first thing I saw instantly pissed me off. Uh, was it the drink by date? <laughs> yeah. March 21st, 2020? No, this beer is good till March 21st of 2020. What's wrong with March 22nd? <laughs> <laughs> from a year from now, you know? It's such garbage. I mean, the first thing to fall off in flavor in IPAs is your hop character. You're going to tell me this beer is still good in March? I don't know. I know. Here it It's beginning. I, I sense it already. We don't know when this was actually breathe. bottled because just they breathe. Just they gave breathe. us a date that we can drink it by, not a date that it was bottled. That's almost a way of hiding the fact that it's going to be old beer, isn't it? Right. Uh, I've actually, I, I've always liked Citrus Mistress. I thought it was good, uh, even though I don't like grapefruit very much. Oh, I forgot that it has actual grapefruit peel yeah. in it. Wow, that's an easy way to mask a bunch of like crappy hops and oxidized malts in your beer. <laughs> Six different hops. That means a basement of just like the leftover stuff. All right. Well, let's uh, let's 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 take this as um, as as outlined as we can. Let's talk about this as outlined as we can. So, to start, the reason people have problems with big beer, yes, is because kind of what we talked about last week. There's a couple of reasons. One is that people want to drink locally made stuff, right? And sure. it's all, yeah. it's, you know, it especially in this city, but it's growing across the country is the farm to table movement, having stuff that's locally sourced, supporting your community, making sure people who live in your city and your area are paid for the stuff that they are doing. Right. Um, is becoming more and more of a thing. So when Big Beer comes in and purchases a brewery, there is a chance, now it's not a certainty, but there is a chance that the locally sourced stuff goes away. And you know that some of the beer that you are drinking is no longer local, it is now international. Right. Right? Um, that's not to say, and we've talked about this before, it's not to say that in Eugene, in Portland, or Bend, or Boise, and in Seattle, that local beer is not being made at these three breweries. Correct. From a brewer in that place who's making beer on tap, and it's still well done, and it's still using locally sourced materials. Correct. But the beer that is being sold to the public generally is now mass produced, and the quality is going down. Correct. So that is the first reason, I think, that people get upset when Big Beer buys a local brewery that they like is because the quality is going down, and they are no longer supporting their community. I think that's problem number one. Is that a, is that a safe way to, to look at it? Sure. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a fair way to look at it. Yeah, the buy local movement is huge. Whether it's it's not even just in beer, it's restaurants, it's it's I mean locally made products in terms of like shoes, t-shirts, you know, stuff like that. Like everybody likes that sense of community, that sort of thing. I think what what one of the biggest thing that goes through my head in this is without derailing it too much is just that there's no I I can't find any 
positive to Big Beer? Like, what positive do we get out of Ten Barrel being owned by Anheuser Busch? We now? we as the consumer don't get a positive. The positive is that the the owners of the brewery got money for their hard right, work. Right, right, and no one's gonna no. I'm not gonna take away no, from you on that. But that I mean, is a positive, right? For uh, them, I guess. But as the as the consumer, there's no positive for us. There's no positive for us. No. So the only positive for us is that if you are obsessed with the brewery, if you love Hot Valley, right, you're going to find it in way more places. Correct. And you're going to be able to get it across the country. Correct. Now, that's a positive until you realize that what you're getting is going to be worse. Yeah. But it's um, an inferior product. So that's not a positive. It's just cheaper crap right. in more centralized locations. But it, it, that could be viewed as a positive, that your favorite beer will become more readily available, right? Right. And I think that some people, you people, what do you mean, you people? No, some people probably don't have the palates in beer, and that's not a negative. Some people don't have the palates in be- of beer to notice the difference. They're drinking Citrus Mistress, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is Citrus Mistress, Right. They, right. might, they might be like, oh, it's a little bit different, but I mean, it's the same Do they beer. get a ton of citrus out of this? Because I just get like oxidized malt. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I think I there's mean, there's a very little bit of uh, citrus right in the middle. It's like, oh, this is an IPA. Oh, there's a little grapefruit. Uh, and there's the oxidization. Okay. Hello. Yeah. And it's very just malt forward. Right. And I, I wonder too, and this is not something that you, you would probably know better than me, um, was Hop Valley, were their beers more hoppy, hence the name Hop Valley, before they were bought? By Miller Coors? Yeah, I would say so. And they got malted out to be more mainstream? I mean, just to save money, hops get expensive. I mean, I enjoyed Hop Valley. Um, I I really liked this brewery when they first came around. When they first started packaging, uh, what is it? It's the the Alpha, the Citrus Mistress. Alpha Centauri? Yeah, there's Alpha Centauri, Citrus Mistress. And then there was one other one, I feel like, that I would drink no matter what. Like, wherever you found it. I was like, yeah, that's good beer. I mean, Ten Barrel's the exact same way. Ten Barrel used to be... My all-time favorite beer, favorite brewery, whether it was Sinister Black, Apocalypse IPA, uh, Pray for Snow, uh, those those were like my jams. I loved those beers. Um, I even take a shot at took a shot at Swill when that came out. The Rattler. Uh, I'm glad I didn't die drinking it because apparently the bottles were uh, explosive. Uh, <laughs> but this, you know, I'm about to take a sip of this Apocalypse, and sure, there might be a placebo effect in my brain. This is not the beer that I know. Right. I know this is not the beer I know. And so there's no there's just no positive. There's no there's nothing I gain from Ten Barrel being owned by a big beer. The, if uh, anything I lose everything. It's not even it doesn't even it's not even about what what have you done for me lately? What do I get? That's not what I'm asking. But if you keep it the same, you know, if Cloudburst is, you know, and I really hope they understand that I'm using this as an example because I do know that the Cloudburst guys hate, hate big beer. But let's say, and no, out of respect to them, I won't even use them. Let's say, let's say Georgetown, you know, Manny's Pale Ale or, or Bodie's Offa. Bodie's Offa is a beer that I really enjoy. If that is owned by a large corporation and that beer stays the same, I don't gain anything but that's okay. I don't need to gain something out of this. It's okay if it stays the same, but none of these beers have stayed the same right? in any way, shape, or form. Because they need to make money, so they're going to be made cheaper so they can make you got it. as much money as possible off this beer. You got so, it. So you said this beer is going to be different. Yeah. Apocalypse IPA, from what I remember before they were sold, was a hop bomb, like mm-hmm. super bitter West Coast IPA. Yep. This is the box. This is the box. Piney and perfectly balanced. Mm. So piney, okay, hops, yeah, okay. 
Perfectly balanced. That screams malt. Yep, here we go. And then the description is, oh my God, I already folded the box in half. Apocalypse is made for those of us living life to the fullest. Mm. Our brewers that go big and then celebrate with... uh... That is really weird. Apocalypse is made for those of us that go big and then celebrate with a cold beer. You know who you are. Pushing your limits every day and living life to the fullest. Our brewers did the same thing when creating this beer using 4.8 pounds of hops per barrel. Mm. Go big or go home. That's a lot of hops. That sounds similar to the Citrus Mission, doesn't it? Um, This beer is best before March 4th of 2020. They do the same thing? Best yeah. before? Everybody does. That's terrible. That That's that's the sign of a sold-out brewery. Right. Not... This is when it was because bottled, they but... because they know this is gonna this is gonna sit in a shelf across America across the world and it's got to be okay. Go look at this Elysian. This Elysian experienced by the twenty first of January twenty twenty. That means this beer is older than these beers. Yep. I mean, I would I would imagine AB InBev standards for the best before date on ten barrel is the same for Elysian. Probably. And this so Elysian's has... gonna die in two months. And well, it's probably and it's dead, two but... months earlier than this. Yeah. Um, again, we lose. So I took a sip of Apocalypse, and um, it's better than the Hop Valley. It is incredibly malty. I don't taste nearly any hops in it at all. 4.8 hops per barrel. <laughs> My ass. But um, it is, uh, it's not oxidized, which at least is no, a positive. That's a plus. Yeah. I don't, t- I, don't get, I don't get heavy forms of oxidation, so that's rad. Um, I mean, I get some hop character. It's just sure. super malty. It's just malty, yeah. Which it didn't used to be. Um, this is, but these are the beers, so... These are why these beers are why people don't like IPAs. This is one hundred percent why people don't like IPAs because they're like, oh yeah, I had Citrus Mistress, and there's like a, a little bit of grapefruit, but it's just so heavy and thick, and it's like that's this not is, that's not West Coast IPA. This Apocalypse is kind of syrupy almost. There's like it's a, I know there's no syrup in it. Well, maybe I don't know, but um, there's like this really like thick syrupy flavor in it to mm-hmm. me, and I don't know what that is. I have no idea. Yeah, and this this is why, yeah, because it's like, why do I want an IPA? It's just so heavy and rich. The other thing I think about. It's like, if you had a culmination Phaedrus, that ain't thick and rich. That's delicious. Right. <laughs> it's hoppy, you get all the hop flavors, yeah, there's baby. some bitterness in it. Yeah, it's baby. refreshing. I've been digging that beer lately, FYI. Um, also part of the group of 10. The, uh, the group of uh, 15, maybe? Yeah, 10. Yeah, well, we know, we know. Um. <laughs> The other part about big beer that I was going to allude to when we were talking about the New Belgium thing is, is it different when you sell out to save yourself versus sell out to make money? To And this, this is to the, this is to you, but also the general listener out there who may or may not care about big beer. Right. Um, is it different when they sell out to save the brewery versus... Hey, we're going to make money, and we know the quality is going to go down. But who cares? We're making money. Well, I think you know it. Uh, for me personally, I think it boils down to that. There's always there's always something you can do. I think people have a hard time swallowing some pride and some truths. So there's always something you can do to remedy that. Let's. I'm, I want to use Bridgeport as an example. Okay. So Bridgeport closes down, shuts down, going out of business. Done. Gone they, forever. They didn't have to do that. They could have sold their tanks. They could have gotten rid of distribution, stopped packaging, and just made little pilot stuff on their small 10-barrel brewery, 10-barrel pilot system down there in the Pearl, and run the restaurant and just be the old-timey Bridgeport that no longer produces. But they didn't. 
you 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 had a choice. And I think, you know, I don't know New Belgium, New Belgium, you know, intimately or anything like that, but there's got to be something you can do, scale back. You know, I th- I think that's a big problem is that nobody wants to scale back. If you start making if you start making 150,000 barrels of beer a year, it's hard for someone to go, well, this year we're only going to make 70. But that will keep your brewery open. Sure, you might lay some people off, but that's going to keep you going. That's going to keep you in the local economy and helping out. Like this money, all this money you spent today, this is where's Miller Coors? That, that's going to Colorado. And this AB InBev is going to Belgium. Like that's where that money is going to. Yep. But if I buy a six-pack Culmination Phaedrus, I mean, that, that money is going to Conrad and his crew. So that's cool. Yeah. I dig that. Sure, there are some great people that work for these breweries that are, you know, talented and, and deserve to be paid, but they only get a sliver of what Belgium gets. To the homeboys down the street, they get it all. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time, it's just better beer. Most of the time, yeah. I think the thing with, uh, I think if you get to the size of New Belgium, I think something changes in the whole like idea of scaling back. Like you're, You can't scale back. You're New Belgium. People across the country are expecting that beer, right? They want that Voodoo Ranger. They want that fat tire. I mean, they want it. Yeah. If you scale back, and all you're going to lose customers. And even if you save your money and save your brewery, you're going to lose customers who might not come back. Right. Because they're going to find something else, and they're not even going to look for you anymore. So when you get to that size, I think that's the fear, is if we scale back... We might save ourselves temporarily, but we're going to hurt ourselves long term. Long run. Whereas if they go to Kieran, now I don't know what this means for them. They might still produce 100% of their beer, and no quality change could happen. The Kieran could just be the overlords who paid them, right? And they they have 100% control. I don't know, right? Uh, we know that's not the case with AB and Miller Coors. They take control of a lot of the stuff. Um, that might be different for New Belgium. That's that's why I pose the question: Is does it change? Your opinion, like, would you still go buy New Belgium in a year, and if it tastes great, and it's still a good beer, you go, well, I know they sold Kieran, but that was to stay alive, and their beer is still great. Does that change it for you? Uh, yeah. I think well, it would. No, 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 it doesn't. I think that changes it for me and a lot of people, uh, because they're still making the beer, even though they sold to Kieran. Right, but now this money's going to Japan, and it's not going to the people of Colorado. True. Um, I also, th- I mean, there's also twofold. I mean, I don't drink New Belgium. I haven't drank New Belgium in forever. It's like airport beer for me. It's like if I'm in an airport and I got no other choice, then sure, I'll drink some New Belgium. But, I mean, I don't drink Ambers, so fat tires out of the question. Yeah. If I see a Voodoo Ranger, there, please, dear sweet Jesus, be another option of an IPA. So, I mean, New Belgium selling doesn't really do a whole lot to me. Plus, I think, plus I think with New Belgium, there's a good chance their beers don't change because they're already huge. They're already big. So they're already mass producing these beers and have already cut the corners that they could cut. I mean, sure, Kieran could come in and cut more corners, but I would imagine for the sake of profitability, they're probably doing the best they can already. So I don't if I don't expect uh New Belgium's beer to change that drastically. However, Ten Barrel, on the other hand, who is this small little brewery in in Bend, Oregon. And Portland and, and Boise. <clears throat> well, now Portland and Boise, you fast forward. You know, you you fast forward five years after a buyout. I think they're coming up on five years after their buyout, and this beer's trash. And that beer was not trash before. I thought this beer was actually really, really good. I've had a Sinister Black. <clears throat> I think Sinister Black over the last year, or is it Pray for Snow? I don't remember. I've had one of the two, and I remember going, wow, this is still really good. This IPA is garbage. Well, the reason I picked the ones that I picked 
is because I knew these would be the mass-produced beers. Mm-hmm. Because these are the most common ones you see from these breweries. I think Joe is a decent-tasting IPA. I've had it at the Motor Center. Notice I did not pick up Joe today. It yeah. was there. I've and had... I thought about it, and I was like, nope, Apocalypse IPA is going to be the more mass-produced one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Joe and Joe's a, Joe's a solid beer. Um, I mean, I remember when it came out, and my buddy was like, find me a, you know, a better economic deal on a six-pack that you can find anywhere that tastes better and is as good a price as... As Joe IPA, you can. and and he had a great point because it's only like the six pack today was like eight dollars. Yeah, so yeah, and Joe's a solid IPA, but this isn't anymore. No, um, I'm drinking the Elysian Space Dust now. By the way, uh, definitely oxidized. Um, I've always liked this beer, so it's tough. Like this is just it's old. Like you can tell it's old. It's oxidized. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but I've liked this beer because I just like the high ABV stuff. Sometimes I just like to kind of get drunk easily, but, um, yeah, this is really oxidized too. Uh, my opinion on big beer is this, and I'll lay it out there as clearly as I can. I think that big beer sucks. I understand why people do it. I understand if you start a business, a lot of people who start businesses, their goal is to sell and make a ton of money and then retire and not do anything anymore, right? Right. It's not just beer. It's in all industries across the board. You see a show like Shark Tank, right? Mm -hmm. And someone's been building up this little like belt buckle industry from their basement and all they want to do is succeed, right? right? And they sell 50% of their stake in their company to one of the sharks because they need help to grow. Right. They lose out half the profits, but they grow a ton. So they're still making a ton of money. And then they sell. Right. A great example of this is the Ring Doorbell. Ring Doorbell started on Shark Tank as a different name. Is now absolutely massive, right? I don't even know what that is. It's the doorbell cameras. Oh, okay. Um, like I feel like fifty to sixty percent of people in the country have a Ring Doorbell now. It's just super popular. Yeah. I mean, I have one. So it's like it. That started on Shark Tank, and they made a ton of money, and that was their goal, right? Right. To make a ton of money. If you're an entrepreneur, your goal is to make money. Right. Starting a brewery is being an entrepreneur. Not all people who start breweries, that is not their end goal. They want to make good beer. They want to be good for the community. And that's why local craft beer is so good. So I don't blame people, though, for going for the sellout, getting a ton of money, and retiring. I don't blame them at all. I don't either. I think it sucks that the quality goes down because, selfishly, it stops me from drinking their beer. However, Ten Barrel is a great example of this. I think that nacho dish at 10 barrel where they put gorgonzola and steak on fries and chips is freaking amazing (laughs) and i will go to 10 barrel downtown just for those just for those and i will drink good beer because whitney is making good beer out of the portland pub yep and good one-off pilot series beers that are there right so i try really hard not to write off big beer completely because there are still things to enjoy about these places for the most part um for example, I went to Hop Valley in Eugene a couple years ago. Frankly, I thought it was terrible. It was just my own person. I just did not think the food was very good. I was like, there's no there is no benefit to going here. Um, I've never been to Elysian, so I can't say the same. But like Timber, I love that place. That is great rooftop bar, uh, cool inside. The Bend, the original location in Bend is super rad. Great location here in the city, too. I went to the Boise one as well. It's right downtown in the smack dab and all the little food area. It's a good spot. Um, so I try hard to support local beer. But I'm not as angry about selling out to big beer as, say, you are and some other guys in the beer industry are. And I understand that. I'm not in the beer industry, so mm-hmm. I don't have that same personal connection. You kind of are, if you think about it. I am, a little bit. But it's it's different. It's a different connection. And 
trust me, my uh, hatred for Big Beer has grown since starting this <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's been a, it's been a year and a couple months of uh, learning how to hate Big Beer and, and what's going on behind the scenes. And actually, the Instagram posts from Flattail a couple weeks ago that we talked about that was a nice introduction to me of some of the stuff that goes on that I didn't know about. Well, yeah, that, I mean, <clears throat> and but that's... That, that's that's my stance is I think Big Beer sucks. I think there are still positives to some of these breweries. A la that delicious nachos dish Mm -hmm. uh, that I will still go eat to this day. And make sure you ask for half fries, half chips, because it's amazing that way. Um, And uh, they still make good beer there, too. So there's still positives to it, but I still try to support the local stuff more than big beer. Sometimes you're stuck, though. Sometimes you're stuck. Um, Yeah, go to a Blazer game. You're stuck. Uh, Thank God. Shout out to Merritt Paulson for building the double post and the um, Axe and Rose spots at providence park for timbers games because we get a choice there but at the moda center you don't um widmer 10 barrel widmer 10 barrel be interesting to see what happens on a side note uh with that widmer stuff i wonder if widmer will still be a partner of the timbers i don't know because that stuff's everywhere there either way this is probably where my rant begins a little bit here and i will try to keep this as constructive and less and less emotion as possible you just mentioned the flat tail posts. That's 100% it for me. Is these people do all this shady kind of stuff to get their beers into other bars and restaurants. They build restaurants near other breweries the sake to take money away from them, to tear them down. These guys are in the business to put me out of a job. And that is something I just can't get behind. They will do whatever they can, whether it's cut the cost, cut the price of a six pack by a dollar, you know, like. To keep using Culmination as an example, Culmination beer is probably priced as cheap as they can do it. They can't go any cheaper. And a ten and a six pack of Culmination Phaedrus is is reasonable. I think it's like ten bucks. That's not bad at all. Ecliptic is the same way. It's like nine bucks, eight ninety nine. That's great. But I don't think they can do that a dollar cheaper. If Citrus Mistress goes to seven ninety nine, which they can do, you know that puts that's less sales of Ecliptic. That's less sales of Culmination, and that trickles up. If Ecliptic's selling less beer in the plaid pantries, then they're making less beer in the pubs, which means they have less money to to move forward. People people start going there less. So now you have to lay off a server or lay off a cook, or now you don't go with hosts and you make servers do that, or you make the bartender take tables for six hours a day while also trying to run a bar. Like this trickle down thing, their goal is. Their goal is to watch us fail, and they want us to hate each other, and they want us to fight each other. Like, if 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 I saw Scott Lawrence and Josh Freem take a picture together, you'd be like, oh, cool, yeah, big beer giants in the state of Oregon. Anheuser-Busch does not like that. They want Freem and Breakside to hate each other, and that's just not how it works. That's just not how we do things. But they want that because they figure if we don't have to fight the small guys, the small guys just fight themselves, and we just stand up on a perch and watch. And that stuff just does not sit with me. It doesn't sit well with me. But that doesn't happen, right? Like That's because we have built an infrastructure in this state, in this community. That and I say we, I mean, like our forefathers, the, the John Harris's of the world. You know, the, you know, those guys built something for us that we continue to use and continue to thrive on. Because the second we stop is the second they'll win. I mean, there's... All is, all is fair in love and war, of course, and friendly competition is fantastic. 
But the second we go against each other is the second they win because then culmination goes out of business and ecliptic goes out of business and breakside goes out of business and you know and so forth and so forth and now everything at the stores hop valley and ten barrel and founders and new belgium and sierra nevada thank god sierra nevada is still around and what and the problem with that would be without competition they don't have to keep the quality even what it is now which is not great but it's better than imagine what they would do if they had no competition. Right. How bad would this beer? It'd be Coors Light. Well, think about this. The average Safeway buyer, the average grocery store buyer with the I'll pull the space dust aside. I don't think they could really tell you the difference between these two beers. No. Definitely not. No. That's what it is. Is that that that's not really competition anymore. So the beer can just taste the same. Now it's just about catchy labels. Yep. That's all it is now, and where it's placed on a and, shelf. And suggestions of mm-hmm. what the flavors are so yep. that you, it's like LaCroix. Like, yeah. this is This is, this a, is sparkling water. Grapefruit! Oh, wow, it does oh, it taste is grapefruit. like grapefruit. You're yeah. right, guy down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't just taste like toilet water. You're right. I actually think of all three of these beers, I think this Elysian is the best. Well, yeah. I, it's the oldest, too. I just think it's, I, 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 mean, like, I think they all suck. I but. like Space Dust. I, I really do, as pressure would be better but i actually think there's some good flavor in there and i like that it's a double ipa because it, it's just stronger uh but I, I don't mind space dust at all to be honest with you but yeah i think it's also the best beer on the table it's also I, the oldest sadly <laughs> i think you know and and this is you know this is going to continue with you know get off my lawn kind of stuff but if you go to the store and you buy this stuff you're just being lazy you're just being lazy because like i said you can take a six pack of apocalypse apocalypse ipa for the same price, you can buy a six-pack of cans of Ecliptic Starburst. Which is the better beer? Ecliptic. Hands down. That beer is awesome. That for, for, for a beer that you can find at every plaid pantry, it is phenomenal that that is what we can get for $9.99. I have, I have a six-pack of it in my fridge. To say that you're going to buy this stuff over that stuff just means you're lazy. You go to the store and you just want to buy the same thing you buy every single time and you want to be quick and easy. And that's, I don't that's want to classic say, America. I mean, lazy, some people might be lazy. Some people could just be uninformed, right? They don't know any better, so they buy the beer that they've seen more of, right? But you don't want to experiment? I don't know. You, you I don't I, want I'm to take a saying, shot? I mean, we take shots. I bought, I, bought a can, I bought a can of beer the other day that I wanted to try. It was from Moonraker, which I've had some of their stuff and I, I enjoy their stuff. And it just said IPA on it. And I was like, man, I bet you this is hazy. Guaranteed this is hazy. Bought it, cracked it, it was hazy, took two sips of it and gave it away. Because I didn't like it. But I tried. I tried the Yuzu Sour. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I tried a Yuzu, and I liked it. Yeah. From Gigantic. Mm-hmm. As part of their Hellboy series. Um, But I think some people are just uninformed, right? Like, here's the thing where Big Beard does But I also think it. some people don't want to be informed. Well, I think some people don't care enough to be informed. I think there's a difference. Craft beer drinkers want to be informed. Right, they want to know what the best beers are. They Truth. want to know what's new. Beer drinkers don't give an s, right? Right. Let's say you're, I don't know, Jane Smith, a forty-five-year-old mom in Beaverton, Oregon, and you know that your husband likes beer, but you don't care, right? right. You don't like beer. You drink your wine at night. You have a great Pinot Noir, and you love the wineries here in Oregon, and you're really, really into it, and you and you care, right? You're not drinking box wine like you were in college. You like <laughs> that Domaine Serene Pinot Noir that you're getting. Um, but she goes, oh, well, my husband likes beer. I'm going shopping tonight for the, for the week. What should I get? And my wife is guilty of this, too. Um, and she, she even knows what I like, and she's still guilty of it sometimes. 
she'll you, you'll go and you'll be looking at the beer case you're not just going to randomly pick like the lady you saw at new seasons but you're like hmm well, well she did randomly she knew exactly well what i know but she didn't just go and leave what, what would he like and you're looking at the options because there's a lot of options right those can be kind of intimidating if you don't know anything about beer those like seven cabinets of just a ton of beer mm-hmm. right or you go into the freezer it's a lot and you see something that says like winter pack and you're like oh it's winter and he likes dark beer grab you don't look at the brewery you don't know anything about the brewery yeah you're jane smith a 42 year old mom in beaverton and it turns out that it's i'll just say sam adams for this case i know they're not big beer but you know not exactly what the guy (laughs) would want themselves big beer basically but not not what the guy would want right (laughs) it's like oh thanks honey i can't wait to have this Boston Lager that's in this winter pack for some reason. Um, can't wait to to have this Oktoberfest, even though it's December. You know, it's like that kind of thing, right? Pumpkin beer. I think a lot of people have the right intentions, but they're just uninformed. Yeah. So in that sense, that's why these beers survive, because how many times has 42-year-old mom Jane Smith from Beaverton, Oregon, gone to a party at a friend's house and 10 Barrel's been there? Right? Yeah. Probably so she sees So she sees 10 Barrel and goes, oh... Ten barrel grab. Meanwhile, ecliptic's right next to it. Migration's right next to it. Yeah, and and, and it's like you don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe some people are lazy, but I think a lot of people are just uninformed. Well, that's not great. Well, I don't like that, <laughs> and I'd like to fix that. So how do we fix it? I don't know. Just start leaving post-it notes on the doors <laughs> at, at new seasons. Don't buy this trash. Buy this. I think some of it is blind luck. I'll just stand at a New Seasons in North Portland. I'll stand by the one by my house, and I'll stand in the beer aisle every Friday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And any person going in to buy beer, I will say, hello, what kind of beer do you like? Okay, you should buy this. I probably won't make it past 5.30. I will be escorted out of the building. (laughs) But I will give it a shot. You should wear a brown and or light green shirt so that you look like you work there. Because those are the colors of New Seasons, right? And... uh, Piercings and tats and, yeah. and a beard. You'll just be, yeah. You'll just be <laughs> just accepted. Look like a new season's employee. You'll be accepted as an employee. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not everyone will listen to you. No, I think some of it's blind luck too. I mean, like we were just talking about it before the show. I mean, Great Notion came out with a beer called Sports. Yeah, Sports. I mean, they have some of the best marketing geniuses in this city in terms of beer there that ever I've ever seen. Right. It just says Sports, <laughs> and it's got a beaver and a duck on it, but it's not the actual logos. It's just artwork. Right. Um. Some of it's luck. Some of it's just great marketing, right? Right. I mean, like, you guys, you guys grew huge. Breakside's yeah. huge now. Yeah. But it wasn't when it started. Mm-mm. Some of it is luck. Some of it's Some luck. of it's quality. Yeah. Um, but some of it's luck. And I think that e- even Breakside probably doesn't get purchased as much as 10 Barrel. No. No. Right? No, not at all. Not even close. And I, th- uh, you got to get into that lexicon and then you got to make a statement somehow. It's tough, yeah. obviously. But I think I think you're fighting an uphill battle because so many people who are buying beer are not the craft beer drinker. It's right. just that simple. And yeah. I think, especially this is especially true for you because of the people you you surround yourself with. There's a bubble in craft beer. This could be wrong. And if you're out there listening and you're in the beer industry and you think I'm an idiot, feel free to tell me. I don't care. Um, there's a bubble that everyone knows what good beer is, right? Yeah. But I think the community of craft beer is small enough in a place like Portland in the metro area, which has what almost three million people now. Um, that's a small enough bubble. There's so many people that don't know what good beer is. Yes. They're just buying beer. There is, I mean, the mark, the, the consumer 
75 percent of the consumer 75 percent of the consumer base doesn't know quote unquote good beer and that is also why big beer wins yeah because they know that they don't know yep so they put themselves in more places because they're big beer and they mm-hmm. can afford to and naturally when you see a beer that's everywhere you go must be good if everyone has it yeah must be good everyone's got it bam so there you go Anything else before we, we go into our uh, beer of the week, which is not from Big Beer? No, I don't have anything. If you guys have any I opinions on this, beers. if you have any, I understand. If you have any opinions on this, let us know. Uh, you can DM us on Instagram slash beers on us. Or... I didn't even get past the label on any of these. Hop Valley got close, but that's because I was like so fascinated by how oxidized it was. Wait, what do you mean? I never drank past the label. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I got just past the label on each one. Um. Let us know what you think about this situation, how you feel. Are you sympathetic to those who sell out? Are you like Patrick and you just hate it 100%? I hate it. They stank uh, and I hate them. Let us know. You can DM us on Instagram. You can tag us in a story. Uh, you can tweet at me, at MikeLynch27 on Twitter. You can you know message Patrick at PDD085 on Instagram. And let us know because I think this is a really interesting topic. I think all of craft beer is, is on the same side, but there are levels to that side. And... Um, I am on one level. Patrick's on a deeper level than that. So let us know what you think uh, after listening to this episode. All right. We have a beer of the week coming up next that is not from Big Beer. It is, in fact, from one of our favorite breweries, and it is a style I've never seen them do before. You said they do it every year, though. So that is next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And I don't think we're ever going to like a beer more than we're going to like it right now. I'm so jacked. Uh, all we have right now is the flavor of oxidization in our mouths, and it does not taste great. Uh, so the beer we have today is, uh, oh, bless you. I'm allergic. Is uh, Heater Allen, which we've done many times on the podcast before. But this is one I had never seen before. It is Sandy Paws, right? Sandy Paws. And there's a dog on the cover. There's and a new the- dog on the cover every year. It, his name is Ollie, and it says his owner's underneath it as well. But we won't say their name for privacy reasons. Right, even though it's on the can yeah, just everywhere joking. else. Um, it's like Julia and Ross. Yeah, I, like whatever. <laughs> the dog's name is Ollie. That's what's really important, the dog's name. Um, and this is a Baltic Porter. Now, the first ever Baltic Porter that I had was the Black Boss on this podcast that was suggested to us. Remember I brought it in? It was the one from Poland. No, nope, uh, I don't remember. I, I got it from John's Marketplace. It's so good, and it's really cheap. It was suggested from one of our listeners, like, you have to go get this Black Boss Porter. Um, it's delicious. So that was the first Baltic Porter I ever had. Then Deschutes made a Baltic Porter uh, that they, like, one of their pilot series porters. And I'd, gotcha. I'd seen it it once, and I got it on the bottle, and I was like, oh, this is really good. It's a really different flavor profile to a real porter, or an American porter, I should say. And um, I like that it's different. So when I saw Heater Allen, and I was like, oh, that's the thing I've never seen before. And I saw Sandy Paws, I was like, I wonder what kind of beer it is. I was just looking for the beer of the week. I already had one in hand. Um, and I put the other one down for this one. Uh, spoiler alert, the one I had in hand was Dogfish Head. Their Baltic Porter? No, it was uh, their 90-minute IPA. I've never had Dogfish Head before. Oh, really? And all I've heard is like people raved, at least on the East Coast, people raved about their IPAs. You, you know why they rave about their IPAs? Because they don't know what good IPAs taste like. <laughs> well, part of the reason was like, I don't know if this is going to be good, but I know this is a really well-raved-about IPA. So I had it in my hand, and I was like, Baltic Porter from Heater Allen. Goodbye, Dogfish Head. <laughs> goodbye, 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 goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. Bye.
bye bye. And I picked the, and I picked this beer instead. I'm very excited about this one because we love Heater Allen. I love Baltic Porters. I've never seen them do a style like this. Like they're so, in my mind, they're so ingrained in like easy to drink German style pilsners, right? right? And I see Baltic Porter, and I'm like, that's like sweet and flavorful and dark. Like, how is this going to taste? Let's find out together. Or you've had it before, but let's find out together. Sandy Paws is a cool beer. This beer comes out every single year. Um, you know, and like I said, um, it's got a new dog on on the cover every single year. Um, it is a lager. It is a dark lager, as Baltic Porters are. Uh, let's see. We're looking at 8%. Is that what it says? 8%. Um, and what else do I want to say? Um, Heater Allen Rules. I'm imagining this is like supporting animal rights or something, or uh, or is it literally just a way for them to get dogs on the cover of their it, beers? I think they just put dogs on the cover of their beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you can age this beer, uh, so you can get a can, and sometimes it tastes better in a year. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to say that I just can't think of right now. I'm just staring at Ollie. Hello, Ollie. What if his name is Oli? Ollie. It's probably Ollie. There's two L's. Yeah, well, I don't know what that means. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. You speak the English language, Patrick. Sometimes. <laughs> I attempt to. Other times you make noises, true. Uh, how is it? Is it the greatest beer you've ever had? <laughs> uh, I have a good feeling this might be the greatest beer I've ever had. It, it, my palate hates me right now. It's not going to be the greatest beer you've ever had, but it's quite tasty. There it is, smells really good. There is a lot of the... It smells um, fruity. There's a lot of that kind of... Um, Baltic porters are way sweeter than American porters. There's kind of like that. If I can go uh, brewery Ooh, mind on that's you, delicious. I can go like stone fruit, right? Oh, what up? There's bro? like figs, <laughs> you know, baking spice, <laughs> baking spice, fig Newton, which is by the way a delicious snack, <laughs> and I will not hear otherwise, you heathens. Um, but yeah, I. I it's a great beer. This is not the best Baltic Porter I've had. If I, if I take away the fact that my mouth is no longer feeling oxidized, uh, the Black Boss Baltic Porter is the best Baltic Porter I've ever had. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. And I'm really sad that you forgot about it because we had it on the podcast and I brought it in intentionally for the podcast. Oopsies. Um, but uh, that is really, really good. But this is a solid, solid beer. Uh, I, love, sure. I love the fruity characteristic of this beer. Um, I think the body is quite nice. It's delicate. It's soft. Um the 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 flavors are there but they don't overwhelm you which is something i'm always into with stuff unless it's hoppy stuff um then overwhelm away and then, then by all means grow Punch your little me in heart the face. out yeah <laughs> um i like this beer a lot um i think this beer is really really nice and they don't make a ton of it so when you see it out you'll want to grab some i will most likely grab some of this you were very happy to see it you saw it and you were like did you get sandy paws yeah. and i was like yeah, you know well, what this is? Because I haven't seen I haven't seen the Sandy Paws yet, so I haven't seen the label. I didn't know what it is, but I saw the Heater Allen, you know, because I, I recognized the logo, and I was like, wait a sec. All of their beers look the same, but a different color, and then Bobtoberfest already came out and already had one of those, and it's a white label. That's got to be Sandy Paws. It's just like that quick deductive reasoning in your head of all these things that you know, but there's no reason why you should know that a can that's not white, that not yellow, not blue. Yeah, that it's it it's, has multiple colors on it. Yeah, because there's a picture of a dog on and it. And instantly within your head, I can instantly. And his go, name is Ollie. I can instantly 
This this is this is okay. Take a step into my brain right now. It is a dangerous place. That sounds scary. Because because in my brain, I can't do the quick deductive math of thirty two divided by eight. However, I can look at this can and instantly go, "Is that Sandy Post? Isn't that just four? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like couldn't like, you have as a better example to make yourself seem smarter? Said like seven hundred and seventy three divided by fifteen. No, no, no. thirty two divided by eight. Yeah, simple math. Sometimes I'm like, 32 divided by 8. 8, 16, 24, 32. 4. 4. Got it. Yep. You know? <laughs> but I look at that can, I'm like, ooh, Sandy Paws? Wait, I, all I, I see... I haven't seen Sandy Paws this year. Right. All I saw was, all I saw was this area right here. So this is all I saw. So you saw and, the and dog's I, ear behind Heater Allen. And I couldn't, and I couldn't tell this. All I saw was Heater Allen, and it was real quick. So for all of you listening and can't see Patrick moving his hands, which is all of you, he was talking about he couldn't see the word Sandy Paws. Yep. And he, you can't tell it's a dog couldn't from the way you're the holding dog. it because it's only an ear behind the Heater Allen. I just saw the back of a gray label, and I know that it's not Das Bier, it's not Pilsner, it's not Bob Toberfest, it's not the Kolsch. It's Sandy it's Paws. It's Sandy Paws. Uh, it's delicious. It's quite good. Um like I said, if you're into Baltic porters and you haven't had the Black Boss, try that too. That's really, really tasty. But this is a great Baltic porter. It's sweet. It's got some of that malt, uh, dark, heavy winter character that you like if you like dark beers. A little but it's, spicy. Um, but it's, frankly, more flavorful because there's more contrasting flavors going on. I it. think there's a lot going on in this beer. I like this beer a lot. Is that all you got to say about it? That's all I got to say. Go find Sandy Paws. If you see the dog on the label, go get it. Do it. Do Peter it. Allen makes great beer. One of the ten. Thank you. Definitely one of the ten. Hey, That's, I gave you two today. You did. Culmination, I gave you two today. culmination in Heater Allen. I gave you two. You did. What do you want? Eight more. Eight more? Do it now. Wayfinder. <laughs> Breakside. Barelick. <laughs> oh, I gave you five today. There's five. I gave you five. Von Ebert is six. Freem. Freem seven. Sun River eight. And that's where I that's where I struggle. <laughs> Nine upright, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Grains of wrath, ten. Wrong state. Dang it. Dang it. That still counts. Here you go. There's a little bit more than there. Though. That's why I say it's more than ten. Trust me. Double, uh, double mountain. Not my ten. Not in your ten. Not in my ten. Hmm. Well, it's in mine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, all of you, all of you guys, curious out there? Patrick's ten. There it is. There it is. In some way, shape, or form. Well, there's nine. There's others. Yeah. What's the tenth? There's got to be a tenth. <sighs> ecliptic. I was gonna say ecliptic. I'll give it ecliptic. Yeah. Hurt your brain. I got Starburst in my fridge. It is good beer. All right. Coming up next week. It is Thanksgiving week, so we're gonna drop an episode early. It's probably just gonna be a quick hit, which is what we did last last time. I return from a wedding this Monday, and I'm going to be here for a day and a half and then leave again. So we're just going to record something real quick for you to have you give you something for your Thanksgiving travels uh, to get you caught up. Pumpkin beer. Dude, I love pumpkin. Seven different kinds of pumpkin beer. (laughs) I love pumpkin. All made by a (laughs) lesion. Do you know they make like 30 different pumpkin beers a year? Trust me, I know. Pumpkin beer. I love pumpkin. Pumpkin beer. Pumpkin pie is amazing. I love pumpkin flavor. Lady loves pumpkin pie. Pumpkin too. spice latte. All of it, it's all good, right? Pumpkin beer is disgusting. It's so foul. It's disgusting, dude. We just took this. We just took this uh, sweet potato lager we make called Yamber. I saw that on the tap list, and we're infusing it with some marshmallows. 
That's going to be really sweet. <laughs> I'm excited. It's going to be like cool. sweet potato pie. That's the, that's the whole idea. Uh, did you know I ran into someone the other day that didn't know what sweet potato pie was? Really? Yeah. Do you like? I, I was like, you know, sweet potatoes with marshmallows. They go, that's sweet potato pie. I always know that as candied yams. Interesting. Yeah, with the marshmallows on top. Oh, that's for us. That was sweet potato pie. Maybe yeah. every family is different. I know it as candied yams. Interesting. I think it's disgusting. I love it. I I can't stand. I it. used to hate it. I've grown to love it. Yeah. I mean, I also don't really like any Thanksgiving food. Uh, you don't like food. That's not true. I do like food. You like uh, Cougar Gold a lot. I do like Cougar you Gold. You just don't a lot. eat any food. I just don't eat a lot, yeah. but I do like food. Yeah. I like all the Asian types of food. Okay. I like all the Mexican types of food. That's one country, Patrick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Asian types I was going to give you because I was like, okay, Korean, Vietnamese, Japanese, Chinese. Yeah. Mexican. That's yeah, yeah, Mex Mexican. That's Mexican. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I like that food. What kind of food do I like? As he sits there struggling to find any other type of food that he enjoys. Um, I like good food. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I had some good barbecue the other day. I like good barbecue. From Matt's barbecue? From Matt's barbecue. Yeah. Just go to the same places over and over. <laughs> As we learn more and more about Patrick Harris. He has a very narrow tunnel of things that he likes. He's got his 10 breweries and his 10 restaurants. And I that's don't all have he 10 does. breweries. I just got stuck in nine. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're going to have a quick hit for you next week so you can enjoy, beer. So you can enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I, don't you dare me. I will get a pumpkin beer and bring it into our beer of the week. It's my turn. Oh, that's chump. true. That is true. Pumpkin beer. God damn it. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you find us. And uh, let us know on social media what you think about this episode because I think it's actually a pretty interesting episode despite pumpkin beer being yelled over <laughs> and over at the end of it. Um, beers on us, Instagram, Instagram.com slash beers on us. That's a better way to say it. I'm at MikeLynch27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PUD05. We'll be back next week. Quick hit. Love you. Traces. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 